This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. Golden Mile second up, tackling the older horses. 56 it carries as a three-year-old, still only getting three kilos from those top weight for age horses at the top. Maybe not enough, but it is a second up winner. And we know Golden Mile can get home hard. Golden Mile up to Tijuana, then elliptical. Golden Mile, 100 metres to go from Tijuana, elliptical late. Golden Mile, elliptical's driving. Golden Mile, soar out the mile, one the guineas. This week, Neil Evans says... This is even more, to my eye, more Ossipenko's race. Simply because it's a bigger field, the pressure comes on a little further out from home, around the 600 metre mark. Ossipenko's taking the inside runners, game on now at the 200. Zoo Tiger got to half cabin, Ossipenko the inside, Machalote wide out. Zoo Tiger and Ossipenko, nose and nose to the wire, Ossipenko bobbed and got there. Hello and welcome to the Neil Evans Says podcast. Neil is about to reveal his tips on four races at Ramwick. A final hit out for the Golden Slipper in a couple of weeks with the Group 2 Todman Stakes for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings and the Riesling Stakes for the two-year-old Phillies. And we'll also cover the big Group 1s, the Canterbury Stakes and the Ramwick Guineas. And then we'll finish off as Neil dissects the form for the $1 million Group 1 Australian Guineas at Flemington, over a mile for three-year-olds. And Neil race six at Ramwick, also one to watch with a couple of the big stars of the track, Eduardo and Giga Kick, both returning after lengthy spells for a 1,000-metre sprint. Yes, indeed, Sumsey. Hello to you. Hello to all those punters who are rearing to go right around there on the podcast. Yes, uh, before we get to the Group 1s, the Challenge Stakes, 1,000 metres Group 2, uh, Joe Pride, he might be rubbing his hands together. Another fairly heavy dump of rain this morning in Sydney. It will get better. The weather's predicted to be quite good on Saturday, but not overly drying weather. So, look, it'd probably be a soft five at the moment. There's no way it's a good four. Uh, so, look, it might be play somewhere between a four and a five, but he does need to cut out of the ground, Eduardo. Three trials ready to go, uh, but the male is strong for Giga Kick, the Everest winner, the three-year-old for Clayton Douglas. Trial like a bomb. Uh, and there is money for Giga Kick. So that's going to be a fascinating race at Group 2 level. So much to look forward to. Watch the weather, watch the track, and let's rock and roll. Yeah, race six at Ramwick, that is going to be a good one. Let's go to races two, three, seven, and eight. Like you said, it is a good four. The rail out six metres for the entire track, uh, maybe one or two millimetres around before race day, but uh, mostly mild to warm and sunny, top around 26 degrees for Sydney. Race two, the $300,000 Group 2 Todman Stakes, Formerly known as the Todman Slipper Trial for two-year-old Colts and Gelding, set weights over 1,200 metres. The winner is exempt from the ballot for the $5 million Golden Slipper on March 18. And, Neil, three horses that have won the Todman have gone on to win the Golden Slipper. Piero in 2012, Vancouver in 2015 and 2020 saw Farnan do it. For this mm. year, Red Resistance is the favourite with Tab at a very short $1.70. Yes, those boys that have won it, particularly Piero, were generational two-year-olds of their time and just just maybe Red Resistance might be heading in that direction. Uh, look, it very much is a, uh, a serious, bar- let's call it a serious bar- barrier trial at Group 2 level, 1,200 with the slipper just a fortnight away. I have to be with Red Resistance, uh, Sumsy, uh, simply on the score of uh, potential and progress. Uh, you look through, look, two runs back. It's had the two starts, two wins, fairly dominant. Got super speed up top. Beat Steel City, who was absolutely luckless in the Blue Diamond at Sandown last week. We saw that and we weeped and we cried. 28th of January, Red Resistance goes to the top, shows great speed, puts uh, King's Gambit away, Shin- Shinzo back in third uh, and ran good time last 600 metres. So the preparation for Gay and Adrian Red Resistance has been spot on. And then, of course, it went to the trials 
uh, a bit over a fortnight ago and blew the clock off the wall running 31.94 for the last 600 metres. That's serious speed. Uh, and given the small field, can control the race, I have to tip it. Number two, red resistance, close to a good thing uh, to win this one, the Todman. Uh, watch out for four, Cafe Millennium, who exploded home from the back uh, to win on debut. That was a terrific run. Uh, and the horse obviously has serious ability by not a single doubt. One cylinder um, got the brakes in winning that race. Uh, and obviously Godolphin have got a pretty good opinion uh, of cylinder. That was uh, beating Platinum Jubilee. But look, it did get the lovely run in the silver slipper there at Group 2 level. So I, I peg it back a little bit against the others, but definitely two red resistance to beat four Cafe Millennium and one cylinder. Okay, and only five runners in the race, so it probably won't pay a dividend for third, but uh, Neil's tips are for the Todman Stakes two, four and one. And if we move on to race three now, there's only uh, six runners in this one as well. The corresponding race for the two-year-old fillies, it's the Riesling Stakes, formerly known as the Riesling Slipper Trial. The same deal, the winner also exempt for the ballot for the Golden Slipper. By the way, yep. Neil, uh, the last filly to win the Riesling and the Slipper was Esther Jarb in 2018. Only mm. six runners, like I said, for this. And I think everyone is pretty excited to see number one learning to fly. Already $1.265 million in prize money. Uh, Wednesday was $1.70. It's uh, going up up to, well, firming in $1.65 now with Tab. Neil, yep. wouldn't you just love to own a piece of a wonderful filly like that one, learning to fly? Absolutely. Two-year-old filly. By Justify, of course, the uh, 13th triple crown winner in the US. A controversial winner, Justify, but a boom sire learning to fly has all the motor of that stallion. And look, she's been an announcement, hasn't she? She sat closer, one on debut in the Widden. Again, Steel City, good form, and then powered home on a track that did suit the swoopers that day at Randwick in the uh, in the Millennium. Uh, look, she's clearly the one to beat. She's rock bottom price for me now, and the, and the risk here, of course, is getting to the small field. She's got the finishing motor where the big field speed on helps her get home over the top. We've seen that. A little bit of cat and mouse in a smaller field. I think anything under $1.60 is some sort of risk you probably don't need to take. But she has the powerhouse motor, and I have to put her on top. So one, learning to fly all class probably confirms favouritism for the slipper by winning this. Uh, big watch on num- number two, Kundalini for the Ma Eustace Yard. Uh, this is another uh, two-year-old with serious ability. Um, only had the two starts and it chased home learning to fly. Uh, when solid in the market in that Millennium race on Feb 11. So Kundalini uh, goes in for second. And watch out for Math Cora down the bottom there. The wraps are pretty big for this one from the Hawks Yard, number six to go in for third. Learning to fly's race to lose, number one, to be two and six. All right, that's the Riesling, and that's one, two, and six for Neil. Race seven, the $600,000 Group 1 Canterbury Stakes weight for age over 1,300. First run in 1929 at Canterbury Park Racecourse. It's one of only two Group 1s in Australia that's run over 1,300. The other is the Kingsford Smith Cup at Eagle Farm. Previous well-known winners include More Joyous in 2011 and 2012 and the great Manicano in 1982. Neil, some quality for the Canterbury Stakes. Number eight, Imperatriz, the favourite at $2 with Tab. I think it's uh, firmed into $1.90 now, actually. Uh, yep. But what about, what about the winner of the $3 million Caulfield Guineas, number 11, Golden Mile? Well, Golden Mile's the query in this race, and, and it is a fantastic addition. This is the race in Australia, anywhere, the Canterbury Stakes. It's a really good race, wait for age, over that 1,300 metres. Now, Golden Mile, second up, uh, tackling the older horses. Probably needs a little more weight. 56 it carries as a three-year-old, still only getting three kilos from those top weight for age horses at the top. Maybe not enough, but it is a second up winner. 
and we know Golden Mile can get home hard. Imperatories, it's the great new New Zealand hope number eight, uh, dominant this prep. The improvement from this horse uh, coming from uh, the spring to the autumn across the Tasman has been very good. James McDonald has been sought out to ride by Mark Walker, uh, and this is a horse that has really good gears, can travel up and then let down with a real burst, and that's the way it's been winning its races. Uh, so Imperatories, too short for me in a field of this quality. Uh, entitled to run on top, but nowhere near the $1.90. I think that's outrageous. I think there's terrific value in number one, Cascadian, right up the top there uh, for Godolphin. Eight years of age, returns. Now, I think the 1,300 metres is an ideal trip for this eight row. We know he goes good fresh. We know he wants some speed on, and we know he just likes the cut out of the ground. So if we get if we are around that soft five rating, that suits Cascadian more. Look at the value I've got to have it. He had a very, very nice, easy trial. Only three in the trial, but nice and soft through the line. Went through under a throttle hold. So nice and fresh chasing. If it can just get within three or four lengths from them at the three or 400, I think a double-figure odds Cascadian is a massive chance of running over the top here in this race. I'll leave in number eight, Imperatries, all class from New Zealand. Big test, though. Big test here in Australia in this race. In for second, number eight. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll look... Artur I'm a little worried. I saw Artorius's trial was really pushed out hard to win that trial. I'm just not sure that Artorius uh, is in the right spot uh, fresh. So put it back to fourth. I will leave Golden Mile in to run third, the three-year-old, who uh, we know is a real line hitter over this trip and gets a nice soft cover draw uh, off the pace. So that's the way I see it. It's a fabulous race at the value one Cascadian to upset the big Kiwi Imperatriz. In for third, Golden Mile, the three-year-old, and running home hard, fresh, number two, Artorius into fourth. That's 1, 8 and 11 for Neil for race seven and plenty of value there with uh, Cascadian at $15 with the tab. Thank you very much for that one, Neil. No problems at all. Now comes the tricky bit. <laughs> and now to the big one at Ramwick, race eight, the $1 million Group 1 Ramwick guinea, set weights for three-year-olds over 1,600. And Neil, this is the start of the Triple Crown for three-year-olds. Tell us about that. Yes, of course, the three-year-old time of the year, they can progress up to the 2,000 metres of the Rose Hill Guineas and, of course, down the track over the championships, the big Group 1 target, the Derby at Ramwick over 2,400 metres. Some horses will make it. Some have been set to run to progress over those distances as time ticks on. Others will fall short of the mark. This Ramwick Guineas is a good race. Um, a lot of the combatants we've been watching coming up there through uh, of course, the Hobartville, uh, most notably a couple of weeks ago, over 1,400 metres. They get to the mile now. Uh, the big change here is Ossipenko. We cheered loudly, didn't we, Sumsey, when Ossipenko oh, second yeah. up, got home at 8.50. Sat closer in that race. Now, this is this is even more, to my eye, more Ossipenko's race, simply because it's a bigger field. The pressure comes on a little further out from home, around the 600-metre mark. And so he will settle back a little more off the speed, but still with cover from gate four. Sat closer to win that Hobartville, just snuck underneath runners in a tight finish. Aft Cabin was enormous in that race, did a lot of work. Uh, I've got no doubts at all Aft Cabin will run out a strong mile, but J-Max still has to uh, navigate a path in from a wider gate. Uh, so again, I think Aft Cabin under the odds. Zoo Tiger, uh, and these are familiar ones, as I say, we look back from uh, a fortnight ago, but Zoo Tiger's had two really solid runs uh, beating all bar the winner. So third up from a middle gate, I think Zoo Tiger uh, is there as well. But Ossipenko for me, third up. He's the strong miler. He's the biggest finisher. And I think the Randwick Guineas at Group 1 level is his race. So I'm sticking hard 
Ossipenko, Nash riding for Chris Waller. It wins the, the Randwick Guineas to beat 3F Cabin and 4 Zoo Tiger. I think that is actually the exact same order that you had for the Hobo Phil. Why would you change, mate? I mean, obviously F Cabin was out of a place, uh, but the excuses have been well made. They've been well documented. Uh, very classy horse. But you can't blast me off Ossipenko with 40 sticks of dynamite. Only yeah. 40 sticks. Only 40. That's all? Only 40, mate. Boom. Let's go to Flemington. Uh, the track is a good four. The rail is out two metres for the entire. Melbourne, uh, with another really warm weekend, sunny and 30 for race day. Race seven, the Group 1, $1 million Australian Guineas, 1,600 metres, set weights for the three-year-olds. And, Neil, do you think that this could be a two-horse race between numbers one and two, Jackano and Elliptical? Uh, no, I don't, uh, Sumzy. Uh, for me, all being equal, Jackano's got panels on Elliptical. I've loved the two wins back against older horses and Wait for Age Company. And a bit like Animo, who went from a flying finisher from the back as a young horse, learned to race more forward in in more tactical wait for age uh, and more serious races and still get it done. Jack and I is showing that pattern as well. Uh, he's been in restricted room. Um, he's a powerful Rubik Colt and got it on protest, as we know, second up, uh, but driving between runners very tight. And that's a really good uh, asset for a horse to have. We know Jack and I is a younger horse, used to power home from the back. That's the versatility. That's the quality of this horse. And I don't mind him now getting to Flemington and drawn out wider. I think he's in gate 11 uh, of about, uh, what, 16 runners. So he's drawn out, but that won't worry me at Flemington. Sits a bit further back. Uh, elliptical was good first up and gets a soft draw, uh, but all being equal, Jack and I will give Elliptical a bath. The one that you can put in uh, to run a place good value is uh, the Kiwi Mr Maestro of Sumsey, number four. Like the way it got home second up, um, and Forsman's a good train. Knows how to peak him for the big races, and Mr. Maestro will love Flemington. We'll get back from a wide gate, but watch for the Maestro at big odds to be running home. $23. That's just an outrageous price. He should be around about the $9, $10 mark, Mr. Maestro. So if you love him each way, you must cover it. Um, but look, seriously, bottom line, you take Jack and O out of this race, and it's a very, very, very ordinary Australian guineas. Good thing of the day, number one, Jack and O to beat Mr. Maestro. And from the softer draw, leaving in elliptical, number two to run third. That's the Australian Guineas at Flemington. It's race seven and Neil's tips are one, four and two. This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. You can subscribe for automatic episode updates by hitting the follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify and iHeartRadio all feature the Neil Evans Says Podcast. So don't forget to follow us and share us with your mates if you can. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for all the big regional races in New South Wales, as well as for Ramwick and Flemington this Saturday. Neil's Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. You can also read Neil's weekly racing preview in The Sportsman, Australia's most authoritative racing journal, thesportsman.com.au. Please gamble responsibly. Be careful. Be clever. Don't chase your losses. We release the podcast every Friday by 12 p.m. And, Neil, I mentioned earlier it's going to be another cracking weekend in Melbourne uh, and in Sydney, I think, but in Melbourne particularly, getting up over 30 degrees, plenty of sunshine. I'm tipping that uh, most people will be actually hitting the beaches this weekend rather than Hitting the track. My favourite, you know what my favourite beach is in Melbourne? A little place called Dramana. Out on the bay, mate, it's absolutely beautiful. Golden sand, the water laps in like the Greek islands, and they've got a drive-in there. When was the last time you went to the drive-in, Neil? I'd be back in the 80s, um, you know, when I was a youngster. Coming from Bathurst, I did sneak up there. That There used to be a drive-in off Mount Panorama way, way back when I was young. I'm going way back. Yeah. And I tell you what, a Friday night in the panel van up there with the ordinary curtains watching an ordinary flip. <laughs> 
uh, with a young lady in tow. It was a super night of the mountain. Now, I'm just assuming these are the sort of modern outdoor theatre setups now. They, they surely don't have the old uh, drive-ins with the old speaker hanging off the side window in the car. No, I think you tune in through your radio. There's like a local frequency. But they've still got the swings underneath the screen for the kids to go and play and you can still get your meat pies and your hot dogs and your pizzas and your hamburgers and all of that. There's still a little bit of Sandy and Danny from Greece. Branded at drive-in, branded at food. What will they say Monday at school? Oh, beautiful. 